Hello, world. Welcome to this week's episode of Golf Subpar. I am Colt Nost. As always, the sleazy man is in the building. Drew Stoltz, what up? Good to be with you, Colty. Thank you for asking. I'm doing well. Strong as an ox. This is the portion of the show where we typically get into what's going on in the world of sports right now. Funny thing is, there is not shit going on in the world of sports right now, so there's not a whole lot to talk about in terms of like golf tournament, sports, anything in general. We are dying for sports, and thank God golf is, uh, knock on wood, two weeks away. It's one week away. Colonial, Colonial's next week? Yes, next week. June what? Today's June 1st. Next week. It We're just, June already. It's June, bud. June is here. Shout out to us. June is here. Summertime is here. And golf will be here in one week. Obviously, Drew is not the brains right of now. this operation. I handle the, I can't the difficult June things like dates. But yes, golf will be back next week. We are hmm. very, very excited. That's big news then, actually. It is. The other sports, are they're working on coming back. Hopefully, they are soon. Baseball, probably won't see you anytime soon. Baseball players, as it turns out, don't like to not get a grizz load of money for playing baseball. I agree. They're with not that. into taking fractions of what they're supposed to be making. So I, I totally agree with them. And that's how, that's how I feel like you and I are as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally stand your ground boys. Stand your ground. Yep. Pay but, me uh, we do have to get to our segment. We're bringing it back. Funny money. Yeah. We both have had some fun little golf stories lately. And now I get to kind of be like you and talk about slapping around tour players. This is where I'm it gets good. Welcome anymore. to the show. So this is fun. So, Made an awesome trip out to Discovery Land property in Nashville called Troubadour. Special thanks to them for letting me come out. Ran into the one and only Bud Colley while we were out there. Just you know, randomly Bud hanging out in Nashville? He was out working with his coach, Matt Killen, who okay. works out of there. He's working. Came mm-hmm. and played nine holes with us. I was hammering some booze, having a good time. Of course, you're in your element. He's like, well, I want a little action if I'm a player. I was like, all right, I'll play for 100 on the back nine. <clears throat> Got a nice autographed Bud Colley $100 bill in my pocket right now. Hello. I played pretty nice. I did tweet that you'll by get the way. to it a little what what are th- what's three birdies in a row called three birds is a turkey uh-huh. standard we're gonna standard get to that Clinch. yeah we'll get to that in just a second but you smack you made I, a little turkey burger i got, on the I, got back I got a little turkey and then a little tweet in the, the day to uh to victoriously beat beat bud bud collie one be up. victorious over bud be collie. victorious over the any massive, strokes what's the deal now because well, you're out of the game you i know you're asking for them are yeah. you getting them i got one stroke on nine in nine holes. Yeah, that's fair, dude. The guy's freaking playing Colonial in a week. Yep. One week, not two weeks, by the way. He'll yep. be there next week. Number one, one shot, handicap dude. hole. Guess what I did? Number one on your pop hole? Yep. Tweety Bird? Birdie Net Eagle. Bird. Yep. How good does it feel? It made it even better I, when Bud birdied that same hole. <laughs> how good does it feel when you're getting <laughs> a oh, awesome. nice tweet on the number one? I made a tweet yep. also. Hey, your birdie's good. Yeah, scoop it up, dude. This is for Deuce. Yeah, but you also have had a run-in with a tour player lately. We're smacking tour pro. This will be a new segment we called smacking tour pros. That's actually a good one. Yeah, that's going to be really really good. Mine might be few and far removed, but I'm going to get to the one right now. This past weekend up in Flagstaff, Arizona, getting out of the just crazy heat right now in Scottsdale. It's like 112. Popped up to Flagstaff for a few days. Playing a course called Pine Canyon. Great spot. Bunch of tour guys are starting to like join out there right now. We went out and played. Scott Harrington was out there. We get a game. On the first tee, I asked for one aside because I haven't played. And that's super, That's beyond fair, by the way. Scott should kill me. Long story short, I smack him three and two, straight up, no strokes. Four and three with the shots. And on the back nine, Scott didn't play well, to to you know clarify. I, I, bet he I, great, I, shot, I played pretty good. I shot like 400, but he played awful. And uh, it was fun the entire time around. But on the back nine, he was trying to make a little charge. I sprinkled in what we like to call the water buffalo. Four tweets in a row, which mm. is rare. Turkey is three. This is a new terminology. We introduced Jicky Jack. Here's new terminology. Turkey, obviously everyone knows that's three. Four is the water buffalo, which I achieved, which has been a long time since I achieved it. The next hole, I had like a 12-foot perfect look at the very rare five in a row, which is called the Pink Panther. 
missed it. And then if you ever do get to six, which is very rare, this is why it's named this is a Sasquatch. Because like, mm. you hear stories about mm. it, like I saw him, I saw one, but no one really ever, you know, actually has evidence of well, it. Well, I'm happening. very proud of you, by the way. So turkey, water buffalo, pink panther, Sasquatch. That's Good the job. Terminology. What we do, we wreck two yeah, players. Yeah, just smack into it. I only Ruin won their 40. confidence. I only got a 40 burger, but that also, that 40 will never hey, be spent. 40 40. I screenshotted the Venmo, so I have evidence. Totally agree. Love it. Exactly. Well, let's get to a guy who probably has reached the Sasquatch level. And that is our next guest, Mr. Max Homa, who is one of the most entertaining guys on the PGA Tour. Dude, such a good guy. He's been everywhere. He's on every podcast. And, and you and I have talked about this before. I tend to think, like, for the most part, athletes don't gain a lot out of social media and being vocal and saying stuff. Here's one guy right here mm -hmm. that's on the other side of that. I think he has built his brand so much bigger than it would have been without social media and the roasting, which we get into and all that. But he's done himself a lot of favors in terms of like marketability and just exposure. Like I told my brother when we were having this, he's like, who's next on the podcast? I was like, oh, Max Homa. He's like, oh, the Twitter guy. Yeah. yeah like my brother doesn't really follow golf. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, that's how he's known. Awesome. Well, let's get right to it. Here's Max Homa on Golf Subpar. All right. We are very excited to welcome on our next guest. You all know this man. He is NCAA champion, PGA Tour winner, and unquestionably the most podcasted man on the PGA Tour, <laughs> Mr. Max Homa. Welcome to the show, my man. Thanks. I haven't been on this one yet, so I need to... This is to... literally the only one you haven't been on, I think. You got your own. You've been on 75 other ones in the last 75 days. I've got two of my best friends here, so I had to I had to make my rounds. I've been on about every podcast I could imagine. This quarantine has probably been bad, uh, bad for that. Yeah, you've been literally every... If you have a golf podcast from your friend's garage, Max has been <laughs> I'll, on I'll it. be there. And if he hasn't been on it, then the podcast is terrible. I don't know if I'm excited. <laughs> or insulted that we're like the last one you're gonna do no it's like uh i've played a ton of pj tour events i've never played the masters that's true Good Think about well that played way. sir well played it makes this one a little more special it does exactly you just did Rosillo the other day yeah. too like you're graduating into like big dog <laughs> podcast now I've, I've told everybody this i'll come on any podcast where you could talk about the office so we talked about the office mm -hmm. I'm, I'm down for anything but yeah Rosillo is like I think he's one of the smartest dudes in in sports, especially in podcasting. As as I've done podcasts, you guys do it. Imagine doing one by yourself. Like it sounds awful, and he keeps it going. Same with like someone like Colin Cowherd. Pretty impressive. So when he reached out, I was I was very shocked uh, and and proud to be able to do it. Uh, it was it was really cool. It's like a I grew up obviously hoping to be a golfer. Never really thought about like being a podcast person. So all of a sudden, you know, three years ago, my 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 goals changed, I guess, and it's like, oh, cool, I'm on the Rosilla pod. Like, what a what a weird world this is. That's pretty cool. We can we'll let you plug your pod once. I so get go, one time. I overextended we'll my show. We'll bleep the hell out of that. Bleep it out. <laughs> so you get one. All right, it's a, it's a get a grip pod uh, podcast with uh, Max Homan, Shane Bacon. My name came first. No big deal, Shane. Sorry about it. Uh, but that will be the only time I think I did 17 times when I came on the radio show. <laughs> a little yeah, that was ago. good. That was true. That was good. Might have been a little that. bit of booze involved in that one. <laughs> Just a little. But it was it was awesome. But how's it going? It's been good. Um, you know. You, you guys are new in this too. You guys get a little more reps than we do with the radio. I'm very, very fortunate to have Shane. He is a, like a pro's pro. Uh, make, makes it flow, makes it easy. I just kind of show up and talk. Um, but it's been good. Uh, we all are struggling right now to find content. So mm -hmm. I very much appreciate the TaylorMade driving for relief thing. I really appreciate Tiger, Phil, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning to do for doing the match 2.0. Uh, we need something. We were already talking about it this week. I don't know what we're going to talk about this coming week with nothing going on. Will you just talk about your time with us? Yeah, that, yeah. that'll fill your like next podcast should be recapping this podcast. <laughs> Actually, okay. just play yeah. this on your podcast. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds good. I think that's <laughs> I'm way in on that. Yeah, that'll <laughs> work. 
Well, you make it hard for guys like us. We're getting you last dibs. If you've been asked every single question, I feel like that you could possibly be asked in the world right now. So we're digging for like, all right, what story hasn't? Well, what you guys are we know at. you better than anyone. We're like, all right, what hasn't Max that's talked you about? Good you know at. what I mean? I haven't talked about the size of your head yet. You want to get into it? <laughs> it's big. How big do you get? It's, it's large. It's the scale right there. Yeah, that, that when you walk in, you guys shouldn't have the same size head. <laughs> like you should be significantly larger. Yeah, mine was larger. just Trace. They had to actually like get a character. <laughs> they did. Make, I think in the original though, they're not the same size. This one behind me is a little like Drew's is a little bit bigger. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the original one, even. Steve Elkington did this, and the yeah. original like drawing he did, my face he drew takes that? up. Yeah, yeah, these are Steve Elkington. No way. Yeah, and it's part of yeah. Chisholm. Something. Oh, Chisholm. that's yeah. He's good with them, dude. He does a lot of them, but he was nice enough. He drew a little sketch out for uh, Colt and I, and like in the first, in the initial drawing that he did, it's us like sitting at a table, and my head is like literally the, the <laughs> length of the paper, and then Colt. That's fair. Yeah, they, def- like, they definitely okay. made that more to scale, like to <laughs> make it equal. Yeah, so I mean, you have been on a ton of podcasts. It is. I was thinking of questions that you haven't been asked yet, and it's hard to come up with one. But I want to ask you this: from an a- academics perspective, who did you look up to more at the prestigious Cal Berkeley, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, or Marshawn Lynch? Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, huge fan. Uh, we actually got to. He was at the rec center one day playing pickup basketball uh, mm-hmm. with all his boys. He used to come back once a year. Uh, for like a week and, and we would play uh, or I would watch him play basically. Uh, he He's all time. The thing that Marshawn, I don't know a lot about Deshaun, but the thing about Marshawn that's super, uh, I think misunderstood is like from all accounts, all his trainers, all the, all the, you know, teachers would talk about like, he's like, was a pretty good student. He got all B's basically at Cal, which is difficult. Uh, he just speaks like he's from Oakland. Like he is very proud of being from Oakland. Oakland like has its own, almost like its own tongue. It was kind of fun living up there because you learned all this like new slang and you have all like this different like music and culture and stuff. And it was cool. And like that's, so when he does like these interviews, you like people, it's like the thing that's wrong with like people now is like you, you hear someone speak and you're like, oh, that guy, that guy doesn't like to do interviews. He won't speak uh, like, I don't know, proper or something. Like he talks like he talks. Like I change my like, wording when i do these things like i don't i don't speak perfectly like you know like now i'm talking like i normally do i just like get stuck (laughs) but like he like all all accounts like he's just like the greatest dude and the reason he doesn't like to answer a lot of questions about himself is because he wants to talk about his team like he literally just wants to talk about his offensive line and be like i ran well because that dude blocked well and it's like well that's not a great answer marshawn we need a new one so like i've always looked up to him i think he's a very selfless cool cool dude to look up to you say how you know people speak different during different situations i noticed that a lot in the last dance like michael jordan goes and does a press conference it's like very proper very well spoken but then behind the scenes in the locker room it's a totally different thing right which you get to see him like you know when he's talking even to like jerry Krause. like it's a totally different i mean it's like it's just like the locker room talk. It's guy yeah. talk. It's like mm-hmm. you change up what you're going to say. You're not going to use like I try to like flex some vocabulary here and there. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not going to do that with my friends. Yeah, I don't want to drop Randall Chamblee's vocabulary. I have no idea what he says at the <laughs> well, time. Yeah, well, his last name, his whole name is like yeah. a whole new, you know, verbiage. So it's, it's he's got to have a good vocabulary. All right, well, we're here to talk about you. So you did go to Cal Berkeley. You majored in consumer behavior. Hmm. What in the hell is that? I'll ask you guys. Yeah. What do you guys think it is? <laughs> if you don't know, you'll be the second podcast yeah. guest we've had who didn't know how to define their own major. Gary Woodland struggled <laughs> oh, with shocker. that. Shocker. I asked Gary Woodland. He majored in so he graduated with a sociology degree, and I asked him what the names of the founding fathers of sociology meant to him. I just list the names and said, "What do those names mean to you?" And he's like, "I have no he's idea." Like, what, are you, what are you even talking about? Like, no. Okay, he was like magna cum laude from yeah. Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I'm in that boat. Uh, so consumer behavior is actually like an extension of sociology. Okay. So I'll just let Gary Perfect. answer for an me because he wasn't a sociology major. That is awesome. You had a hell of a team, though, at Cal. Yeah. Name some of those guys off that were there with you. Yeah, we had an awesome team. Um, the guys who came up with me, same age, myself, Brandon Hagee, Michael Weaver, and then uh, Joel Stalter. Uh, he's from France. He came in the, my sophomore year. And then we had Pace Johnson on the team. And then our best player um, was Michael Kim. Michael Kim won player of the year. Uh, he came, I think, my junior year. But it, stud team it was kind of cool. It's like uh, Cal like hadn't been a huge powerhouse in golf. Like We had had uh, the 2014 won national championship, our only – golf national championship and it was led by peter tomasulo who was like number one ranked am in the world but other than that like the guys didn't really go on to do like huge things in golf and so we didn't like get huge recruiting classes and i felt like every one of us had a bit of a chip on their shoulder like i want to go to ucla brandon wanted to go to usc uh michael weaver i think wanted to also go to usc or stanford and then michael kim was in that class that gets talked about a lot the 2011 high school class mm -hmm. jt patrick rogers ollie schneider jans like all the guys and like it was almost like we were like the like quote unquote reject school and we got a bunch of guys with a good amount of talent and a ton of drive to like shove it in the other, you know, Pac-12 schools faces. And it, it was it was really fun to have all that. And then having Joel come too, he's a stud, stud golfer and he had a lot of fire too. So I feel like we all kind of blended with that and had like the blue collar chip on our shoulder. That's the only I, time ever Berkeley's been called a reject school. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the best school in the United States. <laughs> we couldn't get anywhere else. Sports. We <laughs> Sports. Yeah. And uh, we have a football shirt at school that says we're going to be so good next year. <laughs> <laughs> I so. like that. My favorite thing I took from that, cause I know he'll be listening was when you said Peter Tomasulo led the team, but then they went on to do nothing in the game of golf. No, not Pete. No, nope. he went on no, to do you, something. You said Pete. Pete went on to do nothing. Pete reminds me almost <laughs> weekly on my phone. Uh, how good he is at golf and not not was is like to this day still is yeah he will then ask him why i had to give him strokes at the member i ask at him Ranch. all the time <laughs> yeah. i ask him all the time now that that is a bad move Dude, by pete i love it he so and much. mallinger yeah. arguably <laughs> the best that never was <laughs> don't play anymore but they tell you quick they'll how tell good you they how good they are yeah, yeah. they got yeah. shorted on that how tough was it like i mean you mentioned like you want to go to these other schools ucla some of the guys wanted to go to usc then you end up at cal real question like how hard is it academically to stay? I mean, you could go to, there's a lot of other schools that are great golf programs where it's really probably not going to be as difficult to hang around and make a C average and stay eligible as it is at Cal. Yeah. It was kind of funny. Cause when you, you know, you go to, you get a scholarship or whatever to school and you know, you're going to get in, like you've already been kind of accepted, but like my coach would be, my coaches were like, Hey, you need to like take the SAT um, and, and all this stuff, like just to do it. And I'm like, what number do I need to get like this? It's like, I'm not going to get into your school. He's like, it's fine. I was like, I need like a little bit of a base number I'm going to need mm -hmm. to get to because it was intimidating. And then you get there and yeah, it, it's incredible. The school itself is incredibly intimidating. It's not, uh, we used to joke around, but it's like not like the Oklahoma State. We used to mess with them. Like <laughs> Kevin Tway one time was like, uh, I have three online classes. I was like, I don't even know if we offer online yeah. classes or else I'd have them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was, it was cool. Uh, you got to meet, I got to meet so many interesting people that were outside of sports the the cal uh culture at, at school is it feels very split you have the athletic department and like we all kind of hang together which was awesome but then you also have like the students who are like in another echelon of like cool uh in in their own right and i wanted to like i would never fit in but i wanted to like get in with them a little and like meet these like incredible minds uh that will like go on to do amazing things um again i found out i didn't fit in with them but uh, it was it was interesting. It's an interesting challenge. Staying eligible wasn't exactly difficult. I mean, like 
I, I'm not like if you work hard, you'll get like a C or a B or whatever. But it took a hot minute to get an A, and it felt I was I felt very very proud of myself when I got Should've my gone first to SMU, A. Dude. They yeah, just hand it was out. so easy around there. <laughs> yeah. oh True my or false? God. You go to school here. True. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I don't know. Well, one of your most well-known alumni is quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Cal, I know you have a relationship with him. What's that been like? It's been awesome, man. Um, I, I don't. I feel like he doesn't get like the greatest uh, reputation in the media for I some agree reason. With that. Yep. Uh, I've been fortunate through Malinger to to know him a little bit. Uh, you know, going back maybe four or five years, but we had never spent much time together. I can't say more great things about him. Like he has been a a good friend ever since we played, um, you know, the 18 T Pebble beach together. Uh, he let us stay at the house with them. Like we all bonded really well. He just was like so kind to my wife, Lacey and to Joe, my caddy, uh, like all time great dude. And even, even still, like we talk, we have a group chat. I talk to him probably every other day. Like I, I called him like three weeks ago. Cause I want to talk about like getting better and like pick his brain on sports. Cause he's also incredibly smart, like 45 minutes chat, like, basically give me notes on how to like get better mentally and like do all these things. And it's like, come on, like you meet somebody, he's a superstar. Like there's people in sports yeah. that are great. Like he's a superstar. I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen throw a football. And this dude is lending 45 minutes of his time to like help out some punk kid just trying to like make it like we're in a different, like I, I fortunately made the PJ tour, but this dude would be like, you know, a Rory McIlroy of the yeah. PJ tour. And, and you know, he, he's lending all this time. I, I really appreciate him. And it's been really cool to be around somebody that's gr like great at something. How'd you get linked up to stay in the, like, was this before you won when you're staying at Pebble Beach and he invites you to stay in the house? Like, was that just the Cal connection or did you guys know each other at all before that? Just a little before he, so he used to play the BMW, uh, web.com event with, uh, with Mally. And, uh, I played one year and they invited me to dinner. I went to dinner with them like six nights in a row. So I got to be around him and, and he's a big golf dork. He's like, I've got you starred on my uh, app. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, we had like kept in contact a little bit, but he had mentioned, uh, you know, maybe leading up to it, maybe like December or something. He's like, Hey, I like, I think we should team up for the, for the AT&T. Uh, Jerry Kelly is his normal partner and Jerry wasn't going to play. He's like, let's, we'll start like a new little run. He hadn't made the cut yet, uh, in, in the pro-am part of it. So I was like, I'll get you there, man. I, and I was a little nervous, not going to lie. But, yeah, leading up to it, you know, I already had a hotel. And then, like, two weeks before, he called me. I think he had planned it. But he called me. He's like, hey, we've decided to, like, you've made the cut. Like, <laughs> you could stay with us. But, no, he, he was so gracious. I mean, first off, not the typical house I stayed in. Yeah. For me. We stayed in – you and I stayed in the house the year prior. It was a little bigger. <laughs> Okay, fine. Just a little, bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. One I got 20,000 square feet, Max. I think, you know what? We, we found we'll a squeeze spot you in for the you. Corner. Yeah, we're going to slide you in there in the game, in the third game room. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, you had some success on the on the now Corn Ferry Tour coming right out of college and everything. Graduated the PJ Tour, kind of went back and forth a few times. 2017 was kind of a year that sticks out because it was obviously a pretty, <laughs> pretty tough year. You know, a lot of people that I know, like, I don't know if they would ever bounce back from something like that. And that just shows, shows how amazing your perseverance is. Did you think after a year like that that maybe one day you'd be not sitting on the golf subpar podcast? But you'd be like, <laughs> no, one, no, PGA that's Tour exactly winner. what I think. Yeah. No yeah. one can imagine yeah. that being a PGA Tour winner and having the success you're having right now. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to get too far ahead of myself yeah, right. and say I might make it here. Small one day. goal, uh, baby steps. <laughs> did I think? Um, yeah, I, th I think I, I did think that. I one, one part I talked to my best buddy uh, Peter Papa George all the time. What a name. Uh, we talked about how Incredible. he played uh, college basketball at, at Long Beach State, and we so he has like a good like, athletic mind, understands it, whatever. So we talk a lot about how I think that great uh, or or good professional athletes have a bit of delusion to them, 
uh, and it's just like an innate thing and you need a good balance of it. I think I had that because if I, I'm a pretty rational person. And if I would have, if you would have told me that you did what I did in 2017, I'd be like, Hey man, maybe like go like get a job. Let's do something else. I was fortunate that I had made a bit of money before. So I wasn't super stressed at like, I knew I was going to have a few years to get it going. I also was really, really, um, invested in like this plan I had in this process to like get better at golf. And fortunately it, it was, it was correct and it worked out, but I had the faith the whole time I was going to be back. I didn't quite know if it was going to be as quick as it was. Um, and I didn't quite know, uh, obviously that I was going to win as fast as I did, but I thought I was going to be back. Charlie Hoffman said something really great to me one time. It was like, I just lost my, I know, shocker. Something I've never Seagull. heard. That's Seagull. the most Seagull. shocking Seagull. statement ever made on this show. That's, that's I literally about yeah. fell out of my chair. Char- 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 Charlie's the guy who, if you're in a group, he's like kind of, you know, outwardly like mean in a funny way, sometimes not as funny. But uh, when I've been one-on-one with him, he's been very, very helpful to me. And he said something interesting. I, I lost my car and I was back on the Corn Ferry tour, the web.com tour at the time. And he's, he kind of like came over, he goes, hey, like you, you seem to really succeed when you're the bigger fish in a smaller pond. Like, why do you think you keep like not feeling like that when you get up there? And it really clicked in my head that I need to stop going on the PJ tour, looking around and being intimidated. And it's like, maybe even fake it that way a little bit walk out onto a range and like think all right like i don't care what you guys are going to do like i'm going to do me and and you can't play defense on me like i'm going to play and mix that with like a lot of help you know a lot of practice and a lot of like getting better at actual golf like hitting the ball like i think it blended a lot so when i would get in moments like i did at wells fargo it was almost like a blessing i got to play with rory because it really tested that and i had been like picturing that in my head like all right dude like at some point you're gonna have to beat this dude and now we have this opportunity it's like all right, well, I'm ready for it. I'm no longer thinking about big fish, small fish. I'm, we're just, we're equals in a way at this, at this, at this moment. And it helped a lot, but yeah, I mean, being able to like know that that was going to happen was, was, was not exactly like how I saw it being that quick, but I did think I'd be back. I did think I was pretty good at this. I had a, a decent background in it and I knew that every year I seemed to get on the Corn Ferry Tour, like even if I wasn't playing great, like I f- somehow managed to like get my way back to mm-hmm. the PJ Tour. I was going to ask you about the Roy McIlroy thing because it's very easy when you're paired with a guy like that to kind of get distracted, not pay attention to your own game as, as much as you're like, oh, my God, I'm playing with yeah. the number one player in the world over here. And obviously that advice Charlie gave you works very, very well in that situation. Did you? Is that something you just told yourself all day when you were playing with him, or did you ever find yourself – kind of watching and being like, maybe I can learn something from this guy at the same time. Yeah, uh, both. I watched. It's hard yeah. not to. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> his, his first two drives he hit that day were the dumbest things I've ever seen. <laughs> like his line on one was a joke, right? And it was in the middle of the fairway, like lob wedge in. So I watched, but I also knew what I was getting into, fortunately, like getting to see so much of his golf, knowing how amazing he is. But at the same time, like I, what I used to hang my hat on when I was like in college and in junior golf was – I kind of had a slow progression. I, I always kind of took a little bit to get, you know, my feet wet a little bit, get my get my legs under me. And but I always had that chip. Like I remember I played Justin Thomas in in college in match play and my junior year, his freshman year, he just got player of the year and I remember showing up to that day just thinking, you know, if it's just me versus you, I'm taking me. Like I'm going to just going to believe in myself and that was always kind of how I how I like prided myself. I put put a lot of pride in that being like a dog all the time. So in that case, it was almost perfect. Like it was his birthday. They kept singing to him and not one soul for good reason cared that I was there. And I just kept telling myself, I was like, I'm going to make like these people know who I am. And it was like a good, it like really brought out like a chip, a chip on my shoulder. Cause I think in 2017, I didn't have a chip. I was kind of a shell of myself. I was almost hiding a little bit. Cause it's, it's, 
incredibly embarrassing. You had one of the funniest digs at me of all time. I don't even know if you remember. We were at Shadow Creek. Here we go. And I uh, first off, I don't remember much king, of my time at Shadow Creek. Cult the king of you know the king of like the funny diss or whatever. But you were chirp, talking to Perez or something about uh, the USM when USM when I finally turned around trying to be a smart out like I am and and I I said oh yeah Cole USM USM how much money did you win you said almost as much you did last year (laughs) I was like yeah I mean but these are the things like I had to get over being embarrassed by them and like what I started to realize is my friends weren't like they weren't embarrassed of me like they weren't looking at me like I was less like Colt wasn't looking at me like I was less it was like stop stop looking at yourself like that you're awesome like I had to start becoming like my biggest my own biggest fan that's why I tell a lot of people these days like whatever you do if you don't love like what you're doing you don't think you're great at it then you're not going to be great at it because then people will start to you know take notice but you know I've had a lot of friends tell me now like Joel Damon said he didn't realize how bad that year was going in in my head everyone knows how bad I was so it's like clearly like an exaggeration in my own brain let me ask you this though going back to the Charlie Hoffman advice like is it a chicken or the egg scenario right it's like he's telling you like hey you're good when you're a big fish in a small pond so basically saying like have comp have that same confidence when you're on the pj tour don't get in awe but on the flip side of that it's like dude i have confidence because i'm beating everyone else's face in right like yeah. what comes for I, how can i be confident when i'm not having success that's got to be like one of the hardest things to do as a pj tour player when you get out there i'm missing a bunch of cuts in a row how am i supposed to walk on the first tee and be like i'm gonna beat all these guys when i haven't done it yeah that's a perfect question because that's what i wrestled with a lot because the big reason i think i don't feel that on the corn fairy tour or the web tour was just because i don't you don't know a lot of those names like it's just because of like the media and like obviously like Everyone knows who Tiger Woods is. Everyone knows who Rory McIlroy is. You don't know necessarily the number one guy on the on the money list on that tour. So like, it's not as intimidating. So I started to realize I'm building this up in my own head. Like I'm making this up. Like yeah, for good reason. Rory, Brooks, JT, DJ. Like yes, like they deserve the respect and all that. But they got there the same way I can get there by believing in themselves and being really good at golf. So it's like. It was a little bit of both, but I had to not tell myself that the reason I'm feeling that way is because I'm beating them. I need to look at it as I'm beating them because I'm as good as these other guys who aren't on this tour. Like, that's how you have to flip. And it's a lot of, like, lying to yourself when you're not playing well. But it's also like, all right, let, let's break this down, man. Like, every time we get out here, we, we do a good job. Like, we, we, like, graduate off this tour. So that should be somewhat telling. Like, there, there's tangible evidence that you – are if you are too good for that tour whatever you want to call it if you are able to succeed on that tour like obviously not too good for the tour but if you are able to succeed off that tour that means you belong on the next tour so like why why do you then show up at the next one and be like oh my god there there's that guy like okay well you're that guy too a little bit i mean you you we both made it here yeah you you see it all the time you see guys that have great years out there they come out and then obviously it's different with all the stuff that's going on, you find yourself at the golf course 10 hours a day, yeah. you know, always doing stuff that when you're on the corn ferry tour, you're not doing that stuff. You go show up, you take care of your business and you're out, which is the same exact thing you should do on the PGA tour. But it's like, okay, I've never seen all this. I want to experience all this, but you realize it's really detrimental to your game. I mean, Tiger Woods is obviously the best that's ever played the game, but he has no effect on the shot you hit. hundred percent. And like, yeah, that's exactly, that's what I've done really well this year is like, if I'm like, the facilities are so good on the PGA Tour. Like, it's a joke. Like, you feel like you should be there all day uh, just because, like, it's nice. It's nicer than – I mean, you could we, – we play golf at Wisbrock, nice course ever. Like, it's nicer than Wisbrock. Like, they set it up to be perfect. And it's, it's a wild that, like, you get out there and then you think to yourself, well, how would I approach a Friday game at Wisbrock? It's like, well, if I don't hit the ball well, maybe I'll go hit some balls after. But it's not like – 
I, if I if I don't feel like I need to, like let's just go home and eat and then come back and play golf the next day. And like that's what I've started to do a little bit more this year with a huge help from my, my caddy Joe is like, I ask him a lot of times after the round, like, you, you think we need to work on anything? He's like, no, let's get out of here. And it's like, cool. And it's like sure. approaching tournaments, like I would approach like a Tuesday practice round, like a little more intensity, obviously, in the tournament, a little more focus, but the same prep and the same idea is just to be you. Because what you are doing, like what I was doing at home certain weeks, even when I was struggling a little bit, was I play a lot better. But you start to build it up in your head. Like you said, you're at this tournament you're not being you anymore you're like hitting a hundred more balls than normal it's like you're you're clearly starting to make this a bigger deal than it is that's not helping you like that's making a lot that's putting a lot more pressure on your tournament and you probably don't do that on the corn for the web.com tour when you're there you're not like oh i'm in charlotte or whatever let me hit 150 balls after the round right you're like dude you know yeah i, I was on tour last year like i'm good i'm gonna go back to the hotel and chill it's out. exactly tour, the like, chicken i need to be out here doing everything that these guys are doing. Exactly. You're, I mean, routine is is probably one of the more overused, like, cliches in golf, like, stick to your routine. But, like, it mean, the reason it is because it means a lot. Like, you just keep doing what you do. Like, I, you hear that, you know, with the Michael Jordan stories and the Kobe Bryant stories, like, they had a plan Monday, Wednesday, Friday, let's say they would lift in the morning. Well, if they had a game Monday, they'd still do it because that's what they would do on a normal day of their, like, practice, getting ready for games. So it just makes it, it, makes it seamless. You just go to a game because that's what's on the schedule. It's not like you're going to up – your practice or, 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 you know, lower your practice because it's, there's like a big game. It's like, it's the same, it's all the same game. That's a great point. Like Brooks Kepka got a lot of criticism for bench pressing before the final round of the U S <laughs> open, but yet he did that the Sunday exactly. before the Byron Nelson. And it doesn't go, no one notices that. No, exactly. that'll never work, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to change. Yeah, he, I mean, he should change. Yeah. But, he's not really working for no, him. <laughs> but you're right. Things work for you that don't work for other people. Yeah. You have to stick to being, being you you got to be you always and like that's that's the biggest thing that's where it goes to like don't look around don't just because i mean this is a horrible example because i just got a peloton because rory mcelroy is a peloton right but um <laughs> of course makes uh, sense. but yeah when i'm sitting on the range and like you watch certain people practice it's like oh man like i should do what he does it's like maybe just maybe that guy's looking at you saying i like what he does and it's like finally somewhere it flipped in my brain where it's like you're good at this like stop wondering how to like be more like someone else. Like maybe they want to be more like you, or at least if you think that, you'll start having like the confidence to like puff your chest out a little bit when you show up at events. Well, something Sleaze and I are probably never gonna experience. I mean, speak for yourself yeah. before you say this. Yeah, I'll you, do you a might, lot of things, dude. You might go out there Fitted Monday qualify and get in, but but yeah, very probable. But, I am exactly. I am three for 150 in my career on Mondays, so keep going. But winning on the PGA Tour, obviously, besides the 1.4 million dollar paycheck, what's some one of some of the coolest things that comes with winning on the PGA Tour? Um, I'd love to experience at some point, but the Masters, I feel like, is probably pretty cool. I feel Maybe like one day just, you'll get there. Yeah. Pushing me back, yeah. man. That's pretty cool. Um, the comfort of of having starts and like playing the events you like see on tv all the time like the memorial for some reason like hit home like getting to play mr nicholas's golf tournament at the golf course that i've watched a hundred times like that was even like a little bit of like an eye opener like dang that's cool the comfort was huge for me personally it was just like the you're doing the right stuff like keep doing it like that meant a lot to me just coming off like not playing great because that's a big you know that that that's a that's a big help that that's a big like kind of like it 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 motivates you even more to keep doing what you're doing but the comfort in general of like hey i can you know not book my flight uh the morning of monday because i wasn't sure if i was going to be in the event or not like that's a part that people don't understand that coming off the corn ferry tour is so hard like i've many times flown in to an event on a monday without a hotel book just because 
you know, I just found out I was getting in because I thought I wasn't going to. Someone withdrew. And it's like, man, that's, again, going back to routine, like, that's not part of the routine. Like, now it's easy. I know I'm flying in Monday and I have no stress about playing the Colonial. I know I'm going to be in it. So it's like, all right, like, I, I can be more seamless like, like I have been the last, you know, year or so. I'm sure your phone exploded after you, after you won the tournament. Who's who's someone that reached out to you that you've never met before that you were just like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy just texted me. I don't know if I had a, I don't know if I remember a, a never met before guy, but uh, like some random, you know, random like really cool ones like Andre Iguodala. I'd played one practice round or one pro I'm with in my life, and he reached out uh, again. He's a golf a golf nut. Mm-hmm. You guys need to have him on this because he he loves golf. Uh, but loves he reached it. out and it was really cool because like. I'm a big basketball guy, and Andre is, like, one of the coolest dudes ever. That was cool. I mean, Aaron reached out, which is always great. But, yeah, you just get, like, yeah, your phone blows up, man. I don't think I slept. Like, I was just reading through my text being like, man, like, maybe, maybe yeah. people like me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you are, like, a, like we've talked about, like, you're huge on social media now. Everybody knows you. I remember, like, I was talking to my brother, like, a few days ago. He's like, hey, who's next up on the pod? I was like, oh, we got Max Homie. He's like, oh, the Twitter guy. I love that guy. Like, he's fun. Like, he's not a big golf dude. You know what I mean? But he's like, he knows. Even if he was. (laughs) Even if he was. But he's like, oh, the Twitter guy. Like, when did that all, when did you become like the social media guy that you are? Like, more, I guess, like being more like recognized and more known. Was that after you won Wells Fargo? Is that when it took off? Or was it like something else? Was it started with like the swing roasting and stuff like that? I think a lot of it does go to like, you do need to be relevant in like the sport or whatever you're doing. Like, I I don't think people would have taken. Uh, much of what I said with much credibility had I not but I mean I've been pretty active I like the like idea of Twitter like it, it's where I get all my sports news it's where I communicate with like a lot of my friends like we talk on there all the time like in funny ways or whatever but yeah it started to blow up a little of that the swing roasting thing kind of made it super explode um, but I don't think that like that goes without playing like good yeah. golf and I think that that helps a lot getting notoriety I mean if you look at a lot of like even like look at Tiger Woods' Twitter. Like Tiger doesn't tweet. No. Yet yeah. he has like gazillions of followers. Like I think that's kind of how that how that how that ball rolls. Mark Steinberg's assistant has a lot of followers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, who tweets that? <laughs> but I want to read a couple of your my favorite ones. From okay. You and just tell me, like, are these like things that just come to you immediately, or is it some thought? Like this one, for example. Despite six years of Hebrew school and the completion of my bar mitzvah, the most Jewish I've ever felt came after looking at a home with extra- extravagant Christmas lights, immediately thinking, that electric bill must be brutal. <laughs> like, is that one you've kind of had in the tank for a while, or is that just... I mean, it's what I thought, I've thought of. Like, you know, obviously, um, like, the Jewish thing is, like, a thing I'm pretty proud of. and But it's always, you know, I like to make light of everything. Um so I just remember I was actually walking around with Mally uh, and we were going uh, looking at lights with his kids or whatever. And I just remember <laughs> looking at this window. I'm like, and I also probably had a lot to do with like I'm getting older now and I pay my electric bill. <laughs> and I was like, that looks expensive. <laughs> so like, yeah, it kind of just like comes to me. I try to, I don't know. I've, I've liked to keep it as light as humanly possible on, on Twitter. And just, you know, if I think of the dumb, dumb thing that I think another person has probably thought of before, I'll, I'll throw it out there and see what happens. Hanukkah well, lights are a lot cheaper than Christmas lights. Yeah, you, you only need going, eight, you don't even have to worry. You about only it. need nine. And then like yeah. <laughs> each day you actually start at one and, and you're at two and then you get your way up to nine. So it's like pretty cheap. It's a good idea. I need you, eight you presents. Can handle that, yeah, yeah I got that. Way more. <laughs> Candles are cheaper than, you know, light switch. <laughs> exactly. Good call. I'll read you another one. I feel like this one was in the tank for a while, but I'm rooting for Taylor Gooch because he's one of my oh. best friends. <laughs> I'm also rooting for him because he has a last name that makes me feel less insecure about my own. <laughs> That's been in the tank. I've known Taylor forever. Uh, he's, he's actually a big reason I, you know, I, you know, married Lacey, like they were friends, uh, before. So I've been very lucky to know Taylor for a long time. Um, I obviously have a 
and last name that gets a little grief here and there um, from from mean? mean people. <laughs> uh, well, it sounds a lot Elaborate. like Hanma. So ever since oh, Justin yeah, Rose, you know, Hanma. bailed, like it's just been like a lot. It's a lot on me. It's a right. burden I need to mm-hmm. weigh on on my shoulders now. So when I saw Taylor. Uh, and, and, and I would like play a lot of golf. I'd always be like, all right, man, <laughs> you take this one. <laughs> Thank God you're here. Do you think more positives come from athletes being on social media or more negatives? Uh, more negatives for sure. Uh, I know people like, you know, we, they, they talk a lot about, I get, I get questions like if you ever really blew up in, in golf, like, would you be able to keep doing this? And I do feel like I probably tone it back a little bit, but at the same time, I try really hard to, ne- and, and maybe it's cause that's kind of how I am, but I don't like post anything controversial like I don't I'm not big into politics I feel like that's where it gets people like in trouble a lot I don't like really like break the mold and like chew out somebody for doing something in the golf world like I try and really like say stuff like man Christmas lights look expensive <laughs> you know like I'm not trying to like you know change how people would think about some main like real life topic. So I don't think that it would be bad uh, if you could do that. But a lot of people like to push the envelope a little bit, which is, in my opinion, their right to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nowadays where everything is obviously online, um, it comes back to bite you. So I don't think it's great for athletes. But I think if it's used appropriately, I think it's amazing for athletes. Because the reason it was really made was so people could connect with someone like LeBron James and be like, man, um, I tweeted at him and he liked it. And, you, and you're like, man, I just had a connection with like the best basketball player in the whole world. Like, that's pretty cool. But it's not like, you know, it's not like you, you should be going out there too as an athlete and like using your platform to like really push stuff. I mean, you can, that, that's okay. But like, that's where the grief's going to come from. So you need to take that kind of risk on your own. I don't, I don't want to do that. You enough. still get like the guys that'll freak out over anything and the Twitter trolls and the haters and things like that. Like you, you still, you still do what you do. And, and you, like you said, you post the most like non-controversial <laughs> yeah. stuff possible and you still get people like, shut up. You're a golfer. Like you're not funny. <laughs> you, type know? Of, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, who are these people? Like that's where it, for me, uh, when I see that type of stuff, I'm like, who are they? They're electing to follow you. And yet they're like, your jokes aren't exactly. Funny. Yeah. You follow all you got to do yeah, dude, Max is a simple is. solution. Just click unfollow. Don't it's watch it. Simple. Yeah. It's like bitching about something that's on TV. Guess what? Don't watch it. Yeah. 5,000 other channels. Yeah. I had a guy tell me how uh, everything I post isn't funny and it's for idiots. And I don't like argue with them because, I mean, yeah, maybe it is. A lot of the guys, I, or the people that follow me were like, okay, we're idiots. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. like, But I'm like, yeah, why, then why are you responding? Like, why are you wasting your time yeah. to respond to this? He's one of the ones that are following you or else he yeah. wouldn't have seen your tweets. Exactly. So he's just like calling himself an idiot, <laughs> yeah. more or less. But part of your popularity is because you're on social media, right? Like, you're a great golfer. You've won on the PGA Tour. You're awesome, but you are known a lot. Like you have more. Uh, you want me to keep going? Your arm hair is growing back incredibly. We'll get to that a little bit later. But like, swiftly. Part of the reason that you are like as popular as you are is because of the social media. You know what I mean? So it's like a double-edged sword a little bit. The best, the best parts of Twitter are the the fact that they give you a platform to be you. Like I feel like you guys, uh, and this podcast grows a lot because if you look at your guys' social media, like you guys are just who you are. It's not fake and you guys are really fun. So when you come talk on this, people are like, oh yeah, that's the cult. That's the sleaze I know from Twitter. And it's like, yeah, well that's the cult and sleaze I know from like real life. So like that helps a lot. And so Twitter gives me an opportunity. I'm not out here trying to like get followers. I'm not out here trying to like gain notoriety. I'm just being who I am. I'm think of dumb stuff. And I decided to put it in this little box and like post it. And people are like, oh man, I connect with that. It's like, yeah, man, like, 
that it's not, just because I don't follow you doesn't mean like if you respond to me and have a similar thought, I'm like, oh man, like that, like I connected with that guy too, because I like what he said. Like that's how this stuff works. So like, that's what I've tried to do. I think like I'm a pretty harmless guy and I, I'm try to be as thoughtful as I can with stuff and people appreciate that. And like, that's cool that we can all like connect in this weird, like social media thing that has popped up in the last, you know, 15 years. Yeah. But you, your biggest hits have been this swing roast. Yeah, How did, love that. I mean, You're they do. It's almost like, here, <laughs> roast me, kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Destroy it. my whole life, yeah. Max. How did that make even... Make me quit golf. Yeah, make <laughs> me cry. How did that even start? Uh, it was super random, man. I So I flew from here to Long Beach one night, and I landed at like 9 p.m. So I'm just going to the hotel to go to go to sleep. I was practicing in the morning. And uh, I get a, tech, a tweet from this dude. Uh, I think his name Brian McLaughlin. And he said, roast my swing... Uh, Roast me like uh, you're Gordon Ramsay. And he used the GIF, uh, or he like refer, or he, sorry, he sent a video of his golf swing. And basically, like, I got the point. Like, he wants mm-hmm. me to burn him, but it'd be funny or whatever. So uh, he's like, I think this is going to really take off. I was like, it's not. Like, this, this yeah. is pretty, like, normal stuff or whatever. So he posts this video, and it's a really horrible angle. Like, all golfers know the angles to see a swing or down the line or a caddy view from the front. Well, he posted like 45 degrees. I can't see a thing. So I p- responded like with the Gordon Ramsay gif of where he puts the bread on the girl's ears and goes, what are you? And she says, I'm an idiot sandwich. So I just responded like that. Well, I go to bed, wake up, go practice. And it's like 11. I get back to the airport and I pull out my Twitter and it's like hundreds of videos of just the worst golf swings you've ever seen. So I do a few more, do a few more. And then I'm like, all right, this is like going to die off pretty soon. And then it like keeps going and keeps going. Now I'm getting like athletes and like these celebrities that I like love and look up to being like, what do you think about this golf swing? And I'm like, you guys are crazy, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, but like, I keep trying to spit out some things. So it kind of started like super organically a uh, shout out to, to Brian for, for having this, uh, wild vision. <laughs> yeah. I might need to hire this guy. He would be a great marketing person. <laughs> It's like a oh. badge of honor. If your yeah. swing gets roasted by Max Home, you're like, dude, Max responded to me. He told me I was the worst golfer in the history of the world, but he responded to me. I mean, I had so like I'm JT, cool. JT texted me. He was like, hey, somebody just like sent you a video and they're a friend of mine. Like go in on oh, this. And him. he gave me like a little info. Uh, and like, that, so then it was a big, like, well, now I'm obligated. It was JT's like the coolest dude ever. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll do that. One, I'll do that one. And then like, it just kind of keeps, keeps uh, rolling. I've been trying to tone off it a little bit now because I think I've oversaturated the market and I'm out of info. I'm out of, I'm out of material. And you don't have 72 hours in the day to roast every Is that. there a point where you're like, okay, dude, this was a cool little bit <laughs> I did for a while, but now I'm getting 3,200 videos a day. Like, I can't handle all the requests. And it's also like you also, like I, as we joke, like, I don't really care so much when somebody's like, like, go practice, man. Like, what are you doing? But when it's like eight at night and it's dark out and I don't have like a glow ball at my disposal, like I can't. So like, I'm just going to do them. So then it makes me want to do it more. But yeah, it's kind of gotten to the point where it's like, uh, it's like a novelty act that I think has run a bit of its course, but I'll do it here and there. And uh, I still enjoy doing it because people really do like it. And like, again, the reason I love Twitter and my Twitter personally is just because I like making people laugh, making people happy. Mm -hmm. So if it's going to make you happy, like the reason I've come on a million podcasts is because people are craving for stuff to listen to, whether you want to listen to them or not. If this like kills an hour of your time, like with my podcast, I'm like, if this kills an hour of your time, we are, Shane and I are talking about nothing, like 
nothing. We do our top five. We do our top three First off, cereals. You said you're gonna plug it once. I didn't say. I didn't say. <laughs> yeah, the, edit this. I, this didn't, will all I be didn't. Edited. I didn't say the name <laughs> of the right, podcast. Okay. Oh, I dodged that bullet. I thought about it hard, but um, I got a grip. So we'll let. We'll let. So, but yeah, it's like we're not talking about much, but people still need stuff to listen to. I listen to everything. I listen to your guys' stuff every day. I'm at the golf course practicing because I need stuff to listen to. I'm. I'm craving content. So it's just like in the same way with the roast. Like people want to laugh. All right, laugh. If it makes one person laugh and 99 people tell me I'm an idiot, I'll do it for the one guy. Because it's like, what did the 99 really mean like to me? What's the favorite roast you've done? You think? I've had I've had some that I think are 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 fun, like funny. One of my favorites. Uh, this guy. Uh, this guy sent his video said that the same thing I kind of joked about it. He's like, I'm thinking about quitting golf. And I just wrote, trust your gut. <laughs> that one made me laugh. But my favorite of all time, I was out with you. Um, and, uh, my buddy texted me, he's like, yo, uh, Cody Bellinger is going to send his swing. Uh, so, you know, you got to do something funny. And like Cody Bellinger's like my hero, like a big Dodger guy. And like, he's the best Dodger going right now. And I got nervous. Like I went in the corner at Bottle Blonde and like sat there and like right. thought for like <laughs> ten minutes. Like be funny. Yeah, come on, come up with something. So like that that was like my favorite just because it's like lights were on, pressure was high. Like I needed to throw something out there. But there's been really funny like subtle ones. The beginning was great when I actually still had like funny stuff to say. It's gotten hard. At like, this point, it's got to be like, all right, here's another sucky swing. Like, dude, what? Where do yeah, I go for? That's yeah, where it's, it's getting terrible, hard. dude. Quit. The easy ones now, like that. I'll, that I'll well. I mean, I'm, I'll pl- show my hand here, but like the easy ones now will be like the guy who has like a decent golf swing goes roast me to shreds. I'm like, you then must suck at every other part of golf because you have a beautiful golf swing. Yeah. Like I can't keep like making fun of the same bad golf swing. So I'm going to start making fun of the good golf swings and the people like I don't know and have never heard of and who aren't on the PJ tour. Yeah. How have I never heard of you? Yeah. <laughs> That's how bad you are. Exactly. At everything else in golf. Beautiful swing. Though. Yeah. Cool. You hit it 310. You're awful at everything. Well, Slays, should we get into the emergency nine? Yeah, we can let's hammer it. Oh, this is an honor, man. This is this, this is, is like a fun one. This is like making yeah, sports center no top Emergency ten. Nine? I hear this about this no all joke. the time. We do this with uh with every guest. We're gonna let the sleaze start it off. Yeah, today. we have one recurring question that we ask to everyone. I'm very interested in what you have to say. Movie being made about the life of Max Homa. Who's the actor you want to play you? Uh, this is a hard question because I'd like just the most handsome guy. Of course. <laughs> just to make Which me would be look fitting. Handsome. I would roast you, but it makes sense. I'm gonna go with uh Christian Bale. Oh, very Christian, confident answer. Christian Bale. Uh, I, I when I used to have a mustache and he had a mustache, someone once said I look like him. So I just like maybe it's inceptioned into my brain now. But uh, he can do anything. Like he's he's he's, he's awesome. been every character ever. So he could like try and dive into the character that I am. I hope he doesn't do method acting with me because he might lose his actual mind. But like that would be I think my main choice. <laughs> do you got anyone for him? Yeah, I got Paul Rudd. Oh, I am so down Touch with that. Me. That's yeah. a good Paul, one. I think Paul Rudd's unbelievable. I think he's super funny. And I think he's just like, like a, no one's like sees Paul Rudd and is like, I fucking hate Paul And Rudd. I think I was, in 2017, I was Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, was the yeah. lowest well, of the low. That I could grow. The before your biography. Yeah, that'll be the pre-log. <laughs> yeah, I like Paul Rudd. You got anyone for I, him? I had one. I mean, it's not that great. If he if he grew a beard a little bit, James Franco, just because he's kind of funny. And yeah, he's really weird, too. You don't squint. <laughs> he's super yeah, he's, weird. I don't I even know what that he is. Guy. Like, I buy that guy. You don't squint your eyes as much as he does. But <laughs> I don't think I'm doing as much yeah. stuff as he's, he's doing. He's a strange bird, though. I like that James Franco. <laughs> he is I'm in with that. I appreciate yeah. those guys. All right, number yeah, yeah. two. Uh, a lot of people know you raise a lot of money for charity by shaving your leg hair, your arm hair. 
You got some back. Very back, hey, baby. It's going to be back You're just a tenth fine. of the way back, first off. <laughs> Would you donate your arm hair to Locks of Love? I feel like you should have sent it to Colt. Yeah. Dude. Colt could have dreadlocks they, right they, now if you they, had given him your They arm said hair. it was too heavy to send. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you had to shave one for the rest of your life, would it be your arms or your legs? Arms, because I wear pants a lot. So I, I could I could hide I could hide the, the bushy legs. Perfect. I can't hide I these bad boys. <laughs> Shave the arms makes you look more muscular too. A hundred percent. Honestly, mean? between us guys, uh, I've been thinking about just trimming these bad boys here and there because I've really started to feel good about myself. I wouldn't be mad at it, dude. I think <laughs> I didn't realize how bad it was till I shaved them, and I'm like, jeez, man, how are you? How are you doing this no, all the dude, time? You are literally the reason I believe in evolution. That's <laughs> 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 like I saw Max is like, yeah, all right, dude, I get it. It makes sense. There's no way we didn't come from apes. Look at this human right here. <laughs> He's a monster. <laughs> I couldn't agree with that more. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, you, you had me convinced. All right, next one. Game of golf does not exist on planet Earth. What does Max Homa do for a living? Cry. Yeah. <laughs> Cry. Uh, I'll, I'll be somebody on the street just like, you know, trying to be the funny guy <laughs> to get a couple quarters here and there. Uh, I'd be in trouble because uh, consumer behavior. Uh, who knows what that is? <laughs> yeah, good question. That's say you can always fall back on that consumer <laughs> quick, behavior. Quick quick intermediary between the emergency nine did you there was never a time when you were going through like 2017 maybe lose your web.com card like hey it might be time to do something else uh, never thought about it oh i thought about it uh i have a lovely wife wasn't my wife at the time but um really stuck it out with me uh every time i brought up something else like broadcasting or like getting i, I thought about getting into like podcasting or whatever she was just like that's not that's not going to make you that happy because golf like playing good golf makes me happy and she really hammered that home and like pinpointed that in me and i was gl obviously glad that she did i'm sure she's probably glad that she did as well because we're not like living in a cardboard box at the moment um but that that's like i i wandered here and there but that's again to anybody going out there with like problems or like trying to like persevere or something like that's perseverance you're not going to be perfect it's not going to be like some very obvious linear way to go like you're going to have bumps in the road but it's like if you take that bump and you keep going that's where things go bad like you need to get back on track and go and i thought that you know, with the help of her and, and a lot of my like, you know, friends and support system, like I fortunately didn't linger on broadcasting because now that I know Shane, like I couldn't really do it <laughs> like he does. <laughs> yeah, his voice is better. He, he flows better. He doesn't stumble and drag on like I do as much. So like I'm like, OK, like that's a pro. Like you're a plus seven. Yeah. Listen to Lacey. Podcast isn't for you either. <laughs> oh, stay out of the podcast game. Leave this listen to, us. to your wife. <laughs> All right. Number four. You have to pick one. OK. One week on tour. Either myself or the sleaze is caddying for you. Who are you taking? Oh, man. That's mm. a great question. That is a good I'm question. I'm going to go with like Colt. That. <laughs> you're because, out. Because, yes. because Colt, first and foremost, has seen all of the golf courses. He's also played uh, considerably better golf than sleaze. I had Tiger Woods golf growing up, dude. I've seen them all. All you do is hit 340-yard yak, spin it straight sideways. Spin right it next to If the my ball is in the air, you're going to be like, hey, spin it, spin, spin it, spin it. Back right by the hole. What are you doing? Thank you. I appreciate that, by the way. Okay, that I'd be a great looper. And you're now demoted. On I, also don't, I don't know guest. if Titleist makes big enough hats for you to wear while you Do can. they make visors? I'm going to need a special edition. I'll ask. Okay, yeah, you can handle that. All right, next one. Match part two just happened with Tiger and all the boys. If you were part of match three, who do you want as your celeb partner? I get to play? You get to play. You're playing. You get to pick your partner. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'd love Steph Curry as my partner. Um, what he did at the web.com event uh, in, in Hayward in California was like one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. I think he shot 70 or 71 the first round. He's a stud golfer. Seems like a the greatest dude. Seems like he'd be fun, um, but it would be nice to like 
have some help, I, as I saw with the alternate shot. Like, <laughs> didn't look, I was getting a little nervous for Tom Brady myself. Yeah. So I want somebody who I know I could rely on. Well, with that answer, you should probably go ahead and book a hotel for Pebble next year. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be. He doesn't happy. want it. He doesn't want to play. Aaron. I did too. He oh, doesn't he want, want He's going to be playing the, uh, well, I guess we're not doing like a, like a yearly thing, but if it was the same time, he should be playing football this time next year. And side note, didn't Steph Curry beat our good friend John Mallinger in the first round of that event? Uh, so that was the year before. Mally wow. withdrew just before he beat him for both rounds. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Shocking. So, next time Mally tells you Mally. how good he is, tell you a hey, NBA player beat you at golf. So, if Aaron wants to play, he could play, but I'm assuming he's going to be on the way to winning a Super Bowl. We were really nervous this year that he was going to uh, make it to the Super Bowl because he couldn't play the Pebble Beach thing. Yeah. We were rooting for him, but we were like a little bit happy that he's already he was able probably to play. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Meanest thing anyone's ever said to you on social media? Uh, this was the most, like, it wasn't meant to be mean, I don't think. But I remember one day I was at Sea Island playing my practice round on Wednesday. And I opened my phone after, and I saw a tweet, and all it said was, uh, at Kevin Kisner, at Max Homa. I was like, sick. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Yeah. Like, I'm in good graces with people. Yeah. People are like, you're pretty good, just like Kevin Kisner. So I scroll up, see what the tweet really was. And it said, uh, who, in order, who do you think to win a prize, do you think is going to get first and last this week? Oh, no. <laughs> that, that one hurt a little bit because I was like, all right, not back. <laughs> okay. Scratch that on a block. You didn't ask, but I'll share mine because I always like telling this story. <laughs> One evening, I forgot it was like Justin Thomas's birthday. I just tweeted like "Happy birthday at Justin Thomas," and this guy responded, "Won't you try making a cut, you fat?" Fuck? <laughs> I was like, "That's Twitter." Just wishing a buddy That's birthday, Twitter man. Like, what show. the hell do you want me to do? Maybe you should go practice. I'm like, it's nine o'clock at the, night. Yeah, the way that people yeah, can take their brains really, really go some weird spots. Yeah, that was one of There's my. There's a beautiful blue sky today. I'm colorblind, you asshole. I, I was thinking, you. I was thinking about Jesus, this dude. during the last dance. I was going to do a social experiment via Twitter. And uh, just during the last dance, the last episode, I was just going to write, I really like watching LeBron James play basketball, <laughs> just oh. to see what people would have said. Mayhem. <laughs> it would have been mayhem. The army would have been flooding. Inbox would have been flooding. It would have been it, bad. That's why Twitter, yeah, it's a, it's a sneaky little place. All right, next question. Shane Bacon and Joe Griner, your caddy, are both drowning in the ocean. You're in a boat. You have one life vest. You can only throw it to one of them. Mm. Who do you save? This is Joe. <laughs> Shane, I'm sorry, Shane. I'm sorry, Shane. sorry Shane, Shane. Know, Shane knows where it stands Shane's in my out. life. Shane, Shane is uh, in my favorites on my phone. Pretty awesome moment, but he is below Joe in my favorites on my phone. Okay. I need Joe. That was zero hesitation. Oh, it was. I, I sensed some little chemistry issues there between this <laughs> you guys other try podcast to, you to can, not be named. You could try to fray fray this, but we'll be. We're fine. gonna clip that in the perfect way and blast it out that you fine. hate you hate Shane Baker. Didn't mean I hate him. I just really love Joe. <laughs> right. Okay, fair. All right, number eight. Who is someone you wish would send you a swing to roast? Oh, someone I wish would send me a swing to roast? Man, I've got so many. Um, I don't know if I have I, I don't know if I have one. I, I think it'd be really funny if Tiger sent me his, just so I could say I think it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you, <laughs> uh, you Michael Jordan would, yeah, <laughs> Michael Jordan would be great, because uh, his swing isn't exactly like ideal. Um, and it would give me a chance like to say tell people like Michael Jordan knows who I am <laughs> for like a minor moment in life. Uh, but I've had I've had a lot of people sent my favorite one uh, I've actually gotten was uh, from Christian Yelich yeah, who's become a, a buddy one. of mine and I was there the day he did that so the fact that he like owned up and like sent in the swing where he literally misses a golf ball and he's he was the MVP in all of baseball that that year that was a good one to get so it's hard to top you get the MVP of baseball sending you a, a strikeout in golf <laughs> before we get to the last one I just gotta ask one more because I, I want to know this actually <laughs> okay I know you got the Dodger hat on but you're a big basketball guy. Lakers guy. Lakers, you go kind of 
You mostly Lakers, right? I'm only Lakers. Only Lakers. So I hate the Clippers. Okay, one team wins a championship, the other one doesn't. You going Dodgers or going Lakers? Dodgers. Good God, this last six years has put a toll on my <laughs> just life. Just a tease. <laughs> I mean, just been just punch after punch to the face. Like I don't know if I can handle it a lot more. Uh, I I I joke about this a lot, but I do mean it. I envy my friend Peter, who is a huge Giants fan, because they're just like not relevant at all, where we have to be relevant all year and then not do it. Like, it's nice how bad his team is most of the time. Like, it, I, I envy that a little bit, because my team's just so good all the time. I know we don't ever finish, but like that that's what's difficult for me. Like, it must be so nice to have just such a bad baseball team in the Giants. Right. That's a very <laughs> nice backhanded compliment. Like, <laughs> was... You could just give up a, like a month into the season. You guys have no chance. So we at least get teased. <laughs> yeah, if only something good could happen to the city of LA and they could win a title <laughs> once in a while, wouldn't that be great? I'll take either. If Everyone would be honest. so thrilled if something great could happen to LA. I've seen five Lakers. I've seen zero Dodgers. So it's kind of an easy. And you got the uh, lid on. So I know you're real. You're a legit guy. <laughs> All right. Last question, dude. And this is not to be taken lightly. Look me in the eye when I ask this right now. 18 hole match golf subpar versus whatever the name of your podcast is <laughs> in an 18 hole match <laughs> who wins i mean mine no, no chance i beat you seven and six the other day oh no what? whoa erroneous. six and five sorry six and five erroneous six and five a i don't remember that With b strokes. probably a lot of transfusions c rematch <laughs> okay, d yeah. i have colt on my team now that would actually oh, you be gotta good represent content. the brand a little better come Dude, on don't worry about that i just took down harrington bro what do you want from me <laughs> that'd be good contact our your subpar we podcast actually should do my that. not to be named podcast not to, yeah. we could do a two-on-two little instagram live we actually 100 should do that that's actually a pretty legit fair match what's shane's handicap shane's a plus three all right that's done that's a good match they're that's the favorites no, disagree. We're, we're everyone's favorite. Never been the knee, dude. Do <laughs> not been the, the favorites knee. on the golf course. I mean, to be honest, he's better than me. Even though I've been giving him a run for his money lately when we've been playing, yeah, I'll been smack you Shane in the face. Shane will be out there putting makeup on, trying Shane. to look pretty, dude. I'll hand him his ass. <laughs> You're gonna hear his voice. You guys are gonna get intimidated. I it's will beautiful. hand his ass to him. He's gonna be all the primping and getting ready for the camera. Just to just to be clear, if he does jump in the lake on 18 upper at Wisbrock, I will save him from drowning if Joe's not there. All right, so that's a bet. We will do that because that's actually like a legit fair match, and this needs to be, be had. Yeah, that'd for be good. supremacy that'd in be the good. golf pot. That's, a, that's a, the only fair way to, All right, to prove it. We will do that. All right, I knew you'd say We're that. not going to take on the golf pass in Rory, though, right? No. <laughs> no. Okay, cool. Carson Daly can just sit in the cart and yeah, still Rory will just They're done. Go about his business. It has to be like a combined aggregate <laughs> yeah. score. Paige Brannick, get a partner. Bring it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's in, too, with whoever she wants. Awesome. Well, Max, man, that's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you joining us. Yeah, I'm super pumped to be on here. You guys are two of my best friends. Uh, it's a true honor to be on uh, one of my favorite golf podcasts. <laughs> one of the best. You're <laughs> the greatest, you, bro. Appreciate you. Well, Sleazy Man, that's always, it's always so much fun to sit down with Max. He's one of the best. But I tell you, I've been thinking about how excited I am for this potential huge match we have not small this thing could, the potential is limitless for this deal and i was sitting down writing my e9 questions and the last one i was like i was i was gonna ask him something about his podcast or ours being better take a little shot at him on his podcast and i was like what about like on paper this thing stacks up pretty comparably i mean max obviously probably right now being that he's still playing the best but like you're right there tour guy versus tour guy Shane and I stack up pretty close to one another, so this has the chance to be the real deal, Holyfield. If I was setting the odds, I would say they're a slight favorite. They're minus depending on where we play. Minus one twenty, and yes, also very yeah. much depending we, on where we play. Knowing Shane's game, we do need like a Whisper Rock or a Silverleaf, a desert golf course. Bring it in. He smashes. Bring it in. 
but it can also go a little sideways. I've been, I haven't played golf with him, but I've I've been told that he just sends he it. can move it, sends it. So we definitely need shorter, yeah. tighter. You and I, we hit fairways. Max, we'll throw him off his game. We get the mics going, we get the chirp going. We'll throw him off. Shane's a bit of the wild card right now, but this match needs to happen. The people need it. We need it. Um, we're dying for fun live golf right now. So mm-hmm. this is this is this needs to happen. I can't wait. Golf subpar versus get a. Grip, whatever. whatever the, the podcast that shall not be named bragging rights are for forever oh, unless totally. we lose we'll pretend it never yeah. happened we'll never air the video or do anything but if we win it's going to be everywhere well we're going to win stay positive done. let's go get a little practice in. i'll work with you on i your need game. some work dude we'll do it well sleazy next week another massive guest he is one crazy son of a bitch mr jeremy ronick will be live in studio he is about as wild of a dude as you could possibly find. You've played golf with him. I've gotten to play golf with him. He, his lack of fear for all like dangerous animals, especially snakes, the rattlesnakes up here. He gets them. He waves. He does crazy stuff. The man is wild. I can't wait to hear what we get into with him. I hope it gets extremely wild. I'm confident it might. Wait. I'm confident it might. But until next week, y'all stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you on next week's Golf Subpar. Yeah,